0: How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Zone Defense. I'm Drew, joined by my co-host, Chris. Unfortunately, our other host, Ryan, could not be here today because he was not feeling well this morning. Uh, Be sure to follow us on Spotify at Zone Defense Podcast, on Instagram at Zone Defense Podcast, on Twitter at Zone Defense Pod, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Zone Defense Podcast, and be sure to ring that bell to get post notifications. Chris, what are we talking about today?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for this episode because this is the first true fantasy football episode we're gonna do. You know, it's coming up close. Uh, I'm really excited to talk about the players that we we want to draft and then the players that we don't want to draft. We're gonna do five from each position list. You can just kind of pick whatever guys, whatever names you want, and talk about them. So let's hear what your first guy is, Drew.
0: Yeah, so my first guy is a guy that uh, I've talked about a few times on this pod about how I like him. He had a good, solid year last year. Pretty underrated really came on down the stretch. I believe he was number four in receiving yards last year and was an elite, arguably a wide receiver one in fantasy, and that's Devontae Parker of the Miami Dolphins. Um, I know uh, Ryan, unfortunately, is not here today, but I know Chris, I know you're not a big Devontae Parker guy. You're much more in like the Terry McLaurin camp. But uh, with Devontae, I think with Fitzmagic, and if Tua is as good as Tua is, um, I think he's got two really good quarterbacks. They do have a tough defense in that uh, in that division with the Bills and even the Patriots as well. Um, but Parker was really came on down the stretch last year, and he's being drafted as like a wide receiver, like a low-end wide receiver two, wide receiver three, even like a four-slash-flex option in some leagues. So I think you can get him really late in your drafts, and he could potentially pay off as be kind of the wide receiver, high-end wide receiver two, low-end wide receiver one we saw um, like pretty much for like 75% of last season.
1: You know, uh, I have kind of expressed that I don't think Devontae Parker is like an elite wide receiver one in real life, but I'm actually, I fully am endorsing this uh, pick right here, Drew, because he is going as late as basically the seventh round right now, which is insane for a guy that had well over a thousand yards last season. It was just dynamic in terms of being a, a waiver wire addition to your team, kind of in the middle of the season and just kind of going off. He could have been your wide receiver one last year, which is crazy, but yeah, you can kind of get him as the, uh, you can get him as a wide receiver two, maybe even a wide receiver three, like you said. I'm I'm fully in on him being a pretty good fantasy option for you. I would love to draft him as my second wide receiver after going like running back heavy early, and you know you could he could be another he could be really good again this year as long as uh you know two it fits magic can keep it going for him.
0: Yeah, with with receivers, it seems like that kind of like last year, you can get some really solid guys late in the rounds. Um, But Parker, I I think he's one of the few guys that – because a lot of those guys you can draft them late in the rounds and their their ceiling is really kind of like a wide receiver too. I think, like you said, Parker has the potential to be a wide receiver one. Uh, Fitzmagic, of course, even though he might not be the best real-life quarterback, he's able to put up stats. He's able to get – we saw it in Tampa Bay – Um, We saw it even with New York when he was there a while ago, he's able to put up stats, especially fantasy stats. And I think Parker will definitely benefit from that. And Tua, if he's the generational talent that a lot of people expect him to be um, you know, maybe Parker can be the clear cut wide receiver one again and, regardless who's back there under center I think Parker is due for another big season and is a big due draft for me because of how late he's going in in drafts and I think he has the potential to be a really good impact player for you definitely a lot more than uh, maybe some other guys you could get in his where he's going right now in the in drafts
1: yeah as much as I like Terry McLaurin as you said earlier this year he's actually not on my uh, I'm not on my draft list just because i have already talked about him I want to talk about a couple other guys but um I actually do like Parker a little bit more than him this season. Like I would I ranked him a little bit higher in my rankings this year. So I'm actually excited about Parker's chances to be a wide receiver too. And his ceiling, like you said, is a lot higher than even Terry McLaurin. I don't think he has wide receiver one ceiling because of the quarterback play, but in terms of skill, obviously he does. But Parker definitely has that upside to be a wide receiver one again. I mean he had nine touchdowns last year and over 12, 1,200 yards. So, you know, he had a really good season. I think he can I think he can really keep up with the same uh, like really similar stats this year. So I'm excited about him.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, how about you dive into your first guy?
1: Yep, uh, I'm going to go ahead and talk about my quarterback here that I really want to draft. You know, he's kind of going a little bit later than some of these early guys. I'm never I'm never a guy that likes to draft my quarterback early. I got Kyler in like the ninth round last year. So this is kind of similar to that. It's a guy that people are forgetting about. It's Carson Wentz for me. I'm really excited about him, his upside to be a top five quarterback this year. You know, He doesn't have the same rushing upside as some of the other elite quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson and them you can get him really late in drafts. He's going all the way in the basically the 10th round, which is uh, I think that's crazy for me is I can get all my skill position players and then finally take Wentz after having a bunch of depth pieces at running back and receiver. So this is a guy I'm really excited about. I think he's got some uh, new and improved weapons, you know, hopefully Deshaun Jackson can stay healthy and keep his mouth shut in the near future. And then obviously Miles Sanders, a beast too, but not having Jeffrey is a concern, but I think Jalen Rager will make up for that as well. Uh, i I'm really excited about Wentz this year. I think he could I think he could easily be a top 5 quarterback and you're getting him really late in drafts.
0: Yeah, Wentz interesting is interesting because he was I I I don't have him on either of my lists, but I considered putting him on both my do draft list and my don't draft list. <laughs> it's, it's, he's, he's kind of a confusing player because it seems like yeah. um I, I looked at a few like fantasy early fantasy rankings here and it seems like he's kind of like high, as high as QB5 and as low as like QB9, QB10. Um, yep. So I think if you can get him kind of like what you said in that QB nine QB 10 range, I think he's definitely a value there. Of course, injuries are always concerned with him um, as well as the, the options that he has around him, because it seems like it, whatever there, whatever happens there in Philly, it seems like all of his weapons just get hurt all the time, including him. So that's always a concern. Right. And that's why I put him in my don't draft list. If he's like, if you're taking him like QB five. But if he's available there late in the rounds, I think he's definitely worth a nod because, as we saw a couple of years ago, he was an MVP candidate, and he was even right. really good last year. So, um, yeah, it's injuries are a concern. So if you can get him later, for sure, kind of take that chance because he's a lot better than some of these other guys that I've seen are kind of round him, like Drew Brees or Matt Ryan. I think he's a lot better than both those guys. So
1: right. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. I'm seeing, like, names behind him, like Tom Brady's getting drafted behind him, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan. These are all guys that are getting drafted rounds ahead of him, which is absurd to me. Even Big Ben is kind of sneaks into that category of he was literally didn't play last season. People are drafting him kind of around the same range as once. I feel like people are just forgetting how good he is. I understand there's plenty of injury risk, and that's why I would not take him. And I agree. If he's, like, a fifth-round pick or something, someone wants to reach on there, that's an idiotic pick for me. I but I love the value there. Right at the, basically, you can get him at the turn of the nine ten round, and that is that's huge for my team. If I can snag him in that round, I'm absolutely gonna do it, and I'll take the chance on it. Maybe I'll draft like a Cam Newton really late in the draft, just to pair him with it. Then you got a you basically have a locked in QB one at some point. And if one of them gets hurt, obviously it stinks, but you know having the other one, you basically have a top quarterback no matter what. So I, I really like that.
0: Yeah, I. I agree. Um, it seems like, I don't know why, maybe just the drafts that I do, but it seems like Wentz always goes like QB two or QB three the last few years, even when he was coming off injuries. So that's why I was kind of a little bit thinking about maybe I put him in the don't draft, but he's still an elite fantasy option when on the field and hopefully right. if the weapons around him can stay healthy. He can be even better than he was last year. But, um, with that, I'm going to jump into my next guy. Um, it's definitely a, a hardcore Homer pick here, but it's Kenny G Kenny Galladay of the Detroit lions. Um, We've obviously talked about him during our NFC North preview, as well as our um, NFL draft, skill position draft, uh, heading into 2020 season. But he's a a really good option. Um, And I'm kind of looking here. Again a few different rankings. It seems like he's kinda of going uh like kind of third, fourth round. Um and I think if, him in the third round, yeah. Yeah, if I I I think if Stafford stays healthy this year, I mean we saw what he did last year with the likes of David Blau and Jeff Driscoll behind center. If if Stafford can stay healthy for all or at least most of the season, I think Kenny G could put up like legit top tier wide receiver one numbers and be one of the best fantasy options in the league. Of course, Stafford's injuries are always a concern with him, but um, if you can get a, a clear-cut wide receiver one in round three, round four, um, that's that's really really good, really good value. And even even if Stafford does get hurt and they have to, they're forced to put the backup in there. We saw last year that he can still be an effective fantasy option even uh, with a backup behind center.
1: Yeah, uh, Kenny G, uh, not on either one of my lists, but I do like the pick here. Uh, I was kind of in the camp of I'm, not, I'm kind of not really wanting to draft. I probably will not have him this year because. I'm going to leave with a ton of Lions fans, and someone's going to reach on him in the second round, which I'm not really a really big fan of that. And I kind of expected his ADP to be around in the second round, and I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of out on that. But if you can get him in the third round, I'm absolutely down for that. You can get two solid running backs. If you can grab him right on that that second, third turn, say you get McCaffrey with the first overall pick. If you can grab Kenny G with your third round pick on the way back as your wide receiver one, I'm absolutely in on that. that a, that's a great pick because this is a guy that could easily finish as the wide receiver one. I could see him catching 15 touchdown passes in a season at some point in his career. He easily he's one of the few, probably one of the 10 guys that has a chance at wide receiver one overall. And I'm so I'm I'm excited about that. But at the same time, you know it does come down to Stafford. If uh, Stafford goes down with another injury, Kenny G is going to be a decent wide receiver two for you. But I'm kind of it's kind of more of a boom bust bust wide receiver two. That's kind of how he was when Stafford left last year. He still had a lot of big plays, but he also had games where he just he caught like two passes for 20 yards and you can't have that at your wide receiver one spot. So it's very dependent on Stafford. I'm, but I'm excited if they're both, if they're both back together and healthy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and unless you're drafting your team in the Detroit area and Kenny G goes in like early second round, I remember last yeah. year, carry on Johnson was going in like round two as well, just because we're in a leagues, a lot of Lions fans, but unless if you're not in the Detroit area, you can probably get Kenny G round three, round four, uh, which I, I, think like you said, that'll pay huge dividends, but round two, I, I kind of am with you there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take him in round two, but, um, there's very few guys that I feel like you could get that late, like round three, round four, that have the potential to be one of, if not the best receiver in terms of fantasy this year.
1: Yeah, I definitely, uh, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued by your pick here. That's a very interesting one. I'm going to stay in the NFC North for my pick here it's another really solid receiver, another one, number one receiver. And I've definitely uh, exclaimed some love for him going into the season. Allen Robinson for me, man. Um, he's going in the, in kind of in the same range as Kenny G maybe a little bit later. It says on this app, he's, he's going at the three Oh six, which I am absolutely fine taking him there. I would take him around that Kenny G range. If I couldn't get Kenny G at the, uh, you know, the three Oh one, I'm taking Allen Robinson there. Cause he is, I think he has an absolute, he's a, I think he's basically a lock for a wide receiver one spot this year because I know their offense stinks, but they really don't have much around him, and he's going to be a target machine this year. I mean, he had—I think he had over 150 targets last year. He had 98 receptions. If he gets that again with a little bit better touchdown look, he is—he's going to easily smash that ADP mark. And I think he could finish over some of these top receivers. And—and and there's a guy on my do not draft list. I can easily see him finishing ahead of him.
0: That's hilarious because when you said NFC North receiver, I have another NFC North receiver on my due draft list, and it's not Allen Robinson. So I thought you were going to say one name, and then you completely just swerved me right there. But Allen <laughs> Robinson, um, yeah, I mean, he's a good fantasy producer, and actually in some of these um, like fantasy rankings that I'm seeing, he's right around, like you said, the Kenny G range. Um, right. Big concern for me though, and the reason that why he's not on my do draft list, and I actually contemplated putting him on my don't draft list, is just because mm-hmm. the questions at quarterback there. And yeah, obviously he can still be a legit fantasy option, um, even with the problems as we saw like, the last couple of years when Trubisky was under center, and now they got Nick Foles, and Nick Foles is a is a decent you know mediocre level quarterback. But that was that kind of worries me a little bit. Um, but at the same time. I guess if you can get him there in round three, he's, he's pretty—he's a good option. But I, in my opinion, I feel like I see him more as a wide receiver too, just because of those question marks.
1: Yeah, I'm i am more in on him just because I think Foles is going to win the starting job. And I, no, I'm not proclaiming Foles as some great quarterback. He's really not. But he loves to target his wide receiver one. And he's going to hes gonna take shots down the field to him. And Robinson's a great jump ball guy. He's a great route runner. So I feel like he's just going to be Nick Foles slash Mr. Trubisky's best friend. I think he's – going to be a target machine. Again, I think he, I think he's going to get upwards of 150 targets. And it's not something – I'm not proclaiming he's going to be super hyper-efficient because he wasn't last year. He averaged like, I think, 12 yards per reception, which is it's average for the league. But he's going to catch a lot of passes. And if he's getting that target volume with the, the amount of talent he has, in my opinion, I think he's one of the best receivers in the league. Uh, I think he's basically locked into a – it's a low-end wide receiver one role, but definitely a, I think he could be a wide receiver one. And kind of the same strategy for Kenny G. I'm If I'm getting two running backs and then I can take him as my third pick, I would love to have him as my wide receiver one. That would be I'd be huge for my team, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, talent-wise, I think he's definitely one of the best receivers in the game. It's just, again, those question marks about who's, who's throwing the ball yeah, to him. But I will say, to kind of contradict myself from what I said earlier, Trubisky is so below average, and to go from that to all the way to full, so even though he's just average, I feel right. like that could really pay some huge dividends for him. Again, I don't think I'd draft him in the second round or even the early third uh-huh. round. I'd wait more low third maybe even high fourth if he's still there to take him. Um that's just sure. for me because there even though Foles is a decent quarterback, um, there's still some question marks around him, especially health and all that stuff. But um yeah, talent wise he's still a really good player. And as we've seen in the past, he can still prove to be a productive fantasy option, even though maybe the the, the person throwing the ball isn't the best.
1: Yep. I, I couldn't agree more there. Yeah. I think we're kind of on the same page there. Yeah. I did say early third round. I would probably try to go get him more in the mid mid third, you know, if you're getting like you're on like the Zeke, Michael Thomas range of the first round. So like the, the mid first and you can come back in the third and get him right there. I am perfectly happy with that. It's either wide receiver one or two. I think he's going to smash his ADP in my opinion.
0: He is going higher. I'm looking at one of the rankings right now. He's going higher than like Kenny G, but even like guys like Odell, Mike Evans, the guy I'm about to say next. Um, there's some of these guys that I'm like, I don't know if, Robinson's better than those guys. I kind of would rather have those guys instead of Allen Robinson, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Even Chris Godwin too. He's a, he's going ahead of Chris Godwin in this this one. Oh, you're uh,
1: see, i my i mind Chris. All those receivers besides Odell are going well ahead of him. So I okay. I mean we're obviously looking at some different rankings here. But if that's true, i yeah. There's some of those guys. I'm definitely I'm definitely taking Godwin over him. I'm definitely taking. I'm not taking Mike Evans over him. He's not on my do do not draft list, but I, I'm not really a big fan of Evans' chances this year with Brady. I don't think he's going to take that many shots down the field. So I would take him over him, but you know, in my ADP that I'm looking at, he's kind of going in between that and guys like DJ Moore and Robert Woods that are going just right after.
0: Oh him. yeah, for sure. If 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 he's in that that range, yeah, definitely. Allen Robinson is is a lot better than those guys, in my opinion. So, um, but I'll jump into my next guy. I kind of teased it. I have another NFC North receiver. However, he's not on the Chicago Bears. He's on the Minnesota Vikings, and that's Adam Thielen. Uh, this is a guy that I've drafted. I think the last few years, um, he's just a catch machine. He's always able to, he's very consistent. Like he doesn't give you those monster, like 20, 25 point games, but he's always double digits. Seems like you can always count on them last year. I know there was a few injury concerns, but I feel like now he's the clear cut number one guy there. Diggs is gone. He's not going to have to kind of fight for targets against Diggs anymore. Of course you have Justin Jefferson there now, and you got Dalvin cook out of the backfield, which kind of worries you in terms of touches. But I still think Thielen, if he can stay healthy, and he's kind of going, he's that guy that I say he's going in that Allen Robinson range, I would let I would have Thielen a lot more than Robinson. I like Thielen a lot more than Galladay. Mm-hmm. I even like him better than guys like Odell, oh. Mike Evans. I think Thielen, if he can stay healthy, I think he's he's just a catch machine. And yeah, is he not gonna put up the 25 point games that like a guy like Godwin could do? But I feel like Godwin, you could also have that potential for like a, a five, six point dud. And with Thielen, I feel like he just consistently gets you 10 to 17 points. And that's really that's that proves really beneficial for you just to kind of be able to count on him as your wide receiver one, maybe a high-end wide receiver two.
1: Yeah, actually I on Thielen. I've kind of warmed on him as the offseason. I, at first I was like, man, I don't know if I want Thielen because of the injury concerns, but I'm as the offseason continues to grow, I just continue to be more more and more in on Thielen's chances to be a wider receiver 1 this year. You know He's getting drafted at the 304 at the spot I'm looking at right now. So basically the Allen Robinson range. And it's going to be a tough decision for me between those two because I like both guys a lot. I know I had Robinson on the list. I didn't have Thielen. But Thielen's another guy I'm definitely looking to draft in, uh, in my home league. And I don't think he's actually going to go in the middle of the third. I think he's going to go a little bit later than that. So if he's definitely doing that, I'm all in on that because I think he can easily be a top 10 receiver. The concerns are that Cousins hasn't really thrown the ball that much lately, but I think especially if Cook holds out, they're definitely going to need to air the ball out a little bit more. And no digs also means that most of the targets are going to go to him and Justin Jefferson. And Jefferson's still an unproven rookie, so I'm looking – Cousins is obviously going to look Thielen's way a lot, I think he's going to see upwards of 120 targets. And if he's getting that with his catch rate of of around 65 to 70%, he's definitely going to have well over 1,000 yards. He should have 8 to 10 touchdowns, which is is going to give him wide receiver one numbers, and I'm definitely excited about that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and if you remember, that was one of the big problems that Diggs had with Minnesota was that because Cousins liked to target uh, Thielen, and that's why he felt like he had to target Diggs a little bit more. So now that Diggs, that kind of distraction has gone, I think Thielen could really – as long as he still stays healthy, of course that's the big the big asterisk on this is he needs to stay healthy because there was, that was a definite problem with him last year. But um, I think he's – especially where he's going in that like 30-spot 30, like 30 range right now yeah. – both rankings that I'm looking at, I think um, I, I feel more confident about him to have a really good year than even Kenny G that I mentioned earlier. I think Thielen is a is a really good receiver, especially for the position that he's going and the guys that are around him.
1: Yeah, I definitely, I definitely like that pick a lot. I'm going to jump into my first running back in my draft board. It's going to be a guy that's kind of at that one-two turn. I'm really excited about him, at least for now, because they haven't really added a running back in free agency. It's Miles Sanders for me, so another Philadelphia Eagle. I'm really excited about Sanders' chances this year to be a uh, running back one, as long as they don't add anybody in free. If they pick up Devontae Freeman, just forget about what I said, because he's probably going to finish as a wide receiver, too. He's going to be really frustrating. But in the state he's in right now with just him and Boston Scott in that backfield, he should dominate this year. I could see him catching over 65 passes, especially with the weapons kind of already being depleted a little bit with Jeffrey going down with an injury. And then – He's gonna rush for over a thousand yards in my opinion. So I think he's very talented. And they still have a pretty good offensive line, even without Brandon Brooks. And I think you're I think you should take him over some of those late first round running backs. I, I really like his chances to finish as a top ten running back this year. I think he's just that talented. And I think he proved at the end of last season that he could be a bell cow in this league. And he's obviously a very talented pass catcher, like I said before. So in a PPR, he's gonna he's getting that bump for me. And if you can get him at the two oh two as your basically your running back too if you're if you're going with the you got one of those late picks, you can take him as running back too. I am absolutely in on that because that would be sweet to get pair him with another guy like maybe Joe Mixon or something like that. That's a good duo, and that's going to give you a good chance to make the playoffs in your league.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll be honest. I'm I'm kind of confused by all the Miles Sanders hype that's around him. I know he kind of finished the season off last year, but he's going like like you said, he's going top twenty right now. Which is a little confusing to me because I think oh, he's. See, still, I, I love him there. He's still a little like unproven, in my opinion. I feel like we see these guys yeah. every year, like the your uh, what was that, Royce Freeman on the Broncos a few years ago. These guys that are yeah. like super hyped as rookies, and they're go- even Carry On Johnson, uh, Detroit's own to Carry On Johnson last year. You got these guys that are like going high, high end in, in the running back range. And then they just kind of fall off a cliff and running back. I feel like receiver, it's it's a lot more kind of a proven ground where you can take a guy and you can feel like, okay, yeah, this, this, this makes sense. But running back seem like every year there's these like undrafted guys that just come out of nowhere. And everyone's like, like uh, James Conner a few years ago, even Kareem hunt. and think that was 2017 with the chiefs and miles Sanders. I feel like, in my opinion, he seems like this classic guy that finished the season off strong last year. And now everyone's like, oh, he's gonna have a huge year. And now he's like RB ten. And I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't see it. And I, if he falls to like round three, I'm like, okay, cool. But I feel, I just, there's a lot of red flags there. And he feels like a classic fantasy guy where that goes super high and then he just kind of fails and falls on his face.
1: See, yeah, you definitely have to pay for the uh, the expected breakout of Sanders. But I think his ceiling is so enormous. I I get that there is definitely some risk for him because he is so he's kind of unproven. But they did spend a second round pick on him. I know Doug Peterson loves. Use running back by committee, but if he does not add anybody in the backfield with just Sanders and Boston Scott, I could easily see Sanders being a top 10 back in this, uh, in this fantasy season. Cause I think he has the receiving upside is what I really like. So if you're drafting a standardly, I agree that this would be a reach for me. Cause he's not one of those bell cow running, but he's not going to score a ton of touchdowns on the ground. He only had five, you know what three rushing touchdowns last year, which is nothing to write home about. But I think if you're drafting him in the PPR format, he can score upwards of 10 touchdowns in the season as a whole. And he's gonna catch 60 passes, I I think, without a doubt, even if they, they add a committee back to it, uh, like Devontae Freeman. But I think I think he's a lock to finish as a top fifteen back. But I think he's got the upside personally. So I kind of am buying into the hype this year. I know not everybody's going to. You kind of have to pick if you're in or out before the draft. And I'm I'm choosing to be in on this one. This is one guy I'm gonna take a I'm going to take a stand on.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I... I'm not going to draft him unless he falls just because of just the uncertainty there. But you're right. I mean, he does have the potential to be really good, especially like we said with, with the Wentz, if the options around him kind of fall to injury as they have the last few years, um, he could be the, the clear-cut number one option, both in terms of running the ball and receiving, and receiving it, which is right. huge for his fantasy value. At the same time, though, like you said, Doug Peterson, he uh, he likes to do that running back by committee, which kind of concerns me a little bit with his value. Uh, David Montgomery, that's the other Chicago Bear guy last year, the rookie that everybody was like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna have a huge year," and then he like did nothing. So that's why I these guys like try to steer away from. Right. Um, but I guess you do have to take some chances and. If uh, if Sanders is going to be a clear cut RB one, like you think you like you think you like you think he is, Chris, definitely take a chance on him.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of I'm just kind of a fan of him. As yeah, I know, I understand it, like kind of what you're saying. I definitely get the uh, the pessimism with some people because there's definitely going to be people that are just completely out on his draft price. I I totally understand it. And um, I'm definitely aware that there's some risk there, but I think he has the upside to finish as a top three running back. And I want that as my run, especially if you're getting me as your running back too, I would not draft him in the first round as my running back one. I'm, I'm taking a guy like, you know, Kenyon Drake, Joe Mixon, if I can get one of the, or even like Kamara Zeke, maybe you can get Sanders in the mid of the second. If you can get him as your RB two, he has an insane upside to finish as another RB one. So if you have him plus like a, a really safe first runner, like Zeke, you're, I think you're in excellent shape. And you could easily – it could be a championship-winning move or it could send you out of the playoffs. So, you know, you gotta you got to pick which side you want.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think if you get a clear-cut number one guy like a Zeke, like a Kamara, like even a Cook, assuming that he does he right. hold out. Um, and then you have Sanders as your RB2. I mean, that's that's really good if you want to go running back heavy, which I would kind of – I would advise, in my opinion, just because receivers, like we said earlier, is it's super deep. So if you get two – really good running backs and Sanders and Zeke that could be really, that could be really beneficial. But um, you actually mentioned my next guy there while you were kind of going on that, that rant a little bit. Uh, Kenyon Drake is my next guy. Um, He's kind of going a little bit below after uh, Miles Sanders Uh, to me. I think he's kind of very similar to Sanders. He's a elite kind of uh, pass catching back out of the, out of the backfield. Uh, He's also a decent runner. Uh, he kind of had, had a decent year last year. And I think uh, with Arizona, uh, again, this year, he could be really good in that offense with Kyler. Um, and they got, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins. They added some, a little bit of improvements on the offensive line. Um, and I think that offense is going to be good, especially if you're under, under Kingsbury. Um, and I think it could prove beneficial um, for fantasy owners. And I think that um, he has the potential to be A high end RB2. I don't think he's going to be as good an RB1 range. And if he's kill going in like round two, maybe don't take a chance on him. But round three, he's a really solid RB2 option.
1: I'll see. All right. I'm going to disagree with you on a lot of different things, but I am absolutely not disagreeing with you. I love Canyon Drake this year. This is another guy. I would take him in that round of miles Sanders too. that, that early second. I know you said you're not going to get him in the third round. I think people are going to draft him more in that second round range, but I am, I am all in on him as well. I became really, it was literally between him and Sanders for who I wanted. So I'm glad I put Sanders so we can kind of talk about both of these guys. I see them very similarly in, in my eyes. And I think Drake could be an RB one. I definitely think he has the upside to do it. I think he has, he's going to be a little more, of a boom bust guy than some of those safe early round like early first round options because he's gonna have games where he scores like three touchdowns like he had last year late in the season but he's also gonna have games where maybe he has fifty yards and three catches and he can get like eight points which is not terrible but it's not something you're gonna want out of your RB one so this is another guy I want to draft in that Miles Sanders range as my second wide receiver or running back my my apologies. But that, that, that's big for my team. That's another guy that could be an easy league winner because he could score a ton of touchdowns in this awesome offense. And like you said, he's a very good pass catcher. Maybe not quite as good for me as Miles Sanders, but I think he's also – I don't know if he's elite, but I think he's like very, very good and at least a top ten option in that regard. So I think this is another guy you definitely want to draft there in the second round. And he's basically on my draft list as well.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and um, we'll kind of get into – there's a few guys that are going kind of around his range um, that – are actually on my don't list, but like yeah, me another, another guy like Austin Eckler, he's a guy that almost made my list that I kind of like a little bit, um, despite the kind of quarterback controversy there, um, in Los Angeles, but, um, Drake and Eckler and those kind of guys, um, after you kind of missed out on Sanders and kind of that range, um, I think he's a, he's a really good option as your RB two, um, and yeah, he's, he's especially better than guys like even like Chris Carson, who's got some injury concerns. Um, and I think Drake, like you said, he's, he's in a really good offense, really good position there in Arizona. I think he could really break out this year as a, as a stud fantasy, fantasy player.
1: Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Actually, I really like that pick a lot. I think that's a, uh, that's an excellent pick for sure. I'll, I'll jump into my next name. It's going to be a, I'll jump into another running back here. This is a guy that, this is another guy I would actually be looking forward to get as my RB three because I really like his draft price. I took him in the first round last year and I got burned by it because he just he plays in such a bad offense and I think he's a really talented player. But I think he's due for a bounce back. It's Le'Veon Bell for me. I uh, I really like his draft price now. I'm exci- I have a feeling you have him on your don't draft list and I'm kind of worried about that. But uh, I I really like the price he's at right now. He's at the, he's he's going in literally the fourth round. Like I feel like you can't beat those odds. Like if he if he was to do what he did last year again. In the four, and you're drafting him in the fourth round instead of the first round, like I did stupidly last year. You're getting an an easy RB two. I think you're gonna be really happy with your with his consistency as well. And this is a guy I want to even look at his drafting as my RB three and putting him in the flex position, and you can just go with that all year. And I think you're gonna be really happy with the amount, like getting twelve to six points every game. And that's just his four. I think he could be more than that. I think he finishes a, a really like a low tier RB one if everything goes better. And you know this offense, I think they got a little bit better. They got a better offensive line this year. Darnold's entering his, uh, what, his third year in the league. I think he's going to improve this year as well. And the weapons around him haven't really gotten that much better, so I I still see him as being a target machine in terms of the passing game. So if you're getting him in a PPR format, I can easily see him going being a top 12 running back this year with a, with a little bit better touchdown luck than he had last year because he had like five touchdowns last year, which I feel like there's, there's no chance he only has five touchdowns. I think he's going to finish with eight to ten at least, and you're going to be really happy with that if you're drafted in the fourth round, which I think that's absurd still. Fourth round for a guy that is has at least top 10 talent out of the running back position. So that's my spiel on him.
0: No, the reason I was laughing was because I actually had him on my due draft list, and then I took him off the last second. Oh, because okay, I, thought, okay. I, thought, I thought of a better guy, in my opinion, at least. But, yeah, I, I agree with everything that you just said. Bell is going super late in rounds. Um, like you said, fourth, fourth, even sometimes fifth round. and Right, you can I even like, get him there. A lot of the guys around him, guys like Fournette, Melvin Gordon, even, uh, even James conner has got some concerns. Jonathan Taylor, the rookie, um, these are the, some of the names that are going around where, uh, Le'Veon Bell's going. And in my opinion, it's just like, why even Mark Ingram? I mean, that's that's a loaded backfield there in, uh, right. in Baltimore. So I would definitely have Bell over all those guys. There's, I, I, in, I don't envision any of those guys emerging as an RB one, but with bell, I think he has potential to, of course. I mean, last year, right. everything that could have went wrong, went wrong. Uh, but New York has definitely added a lot of options there on the offensive line. Hopefully Darnold doesn't get mono again and can play the whole season. I think Darnold's one of the best young quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion. And, uh, I think Bell could, could be really good. And honestly, if, if things go terribly wrong, I mean Bell could maybe even get traded to a, a good team and be even even a better right. player down the stretch. So I think Bell, there's just a lot of excitement around Bell, and that's why I completely agree with, with that take.
1: And yeah, like you said, you know, he's he's not someone that is like super exciting. Like I'm not drafting him being like, wow, I got Le'Veon Bell. Like, I'm I'm winning my league because I got him. He's just a guy you can plug into your lineup every week, no matter what the matches and what, what the matchup is, and you're gonna expect you know 10 to 15 points on a, on a given week. And I think last year, uh, everything went wrong. Like you said, but he still finished as the RB 17. That's not terrible. It's still uh, like a, a safe RB two option for you. And I'm, I'm really happy about that. Like i out about his draft price. Now, you know, it's going literally in the fourth round. And like you said, maybe even in the fifth round, cause I'm sure some people are going to be off him this year, which I don't really get it at that price. If you were still drafting the first round. Yeah, absolutely not. He would be on my do not draft. Even in the second round, I'm not taking him there. But I think the fantasy community has drafted – has even under kind of – or overdone it with how low he's going because I think he's still a lot better than literally all those names you said, like Melvin Gordon, even though I like him, David Johnson, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, even even a guy like Nick Chubb. I, I might take him I, – I might think he finishes ahead of Nick Chubb this year, especially with some of his concerns. I'm a little bit worried about Chubb's chance. I almost put him on my list as well, but – even like Fournette, Connor, Gurley, Carson, that entire range, he's going right in that tier. And I think he's gonna outperform all of them. So I'm I'm all in on Bell.
0: Yeah, I'm not entirely sure about the Nick Chubb take, but all those other guys you mentioned, I think he could easily, easily finish yeah. above. And definitely be a high end RB two, maybe even a low tier RB one. If if you can yep. get him
1: yeah.
0: like I, all those guys that we already said, those none of those guys I think can have that have that high of a ceiling, in my opinion. I think Bell's an easy choice there if he's available in the fourth and fifth rounds, even if maybe some experts are a little bit out on him. But I think as you said, everything went wrong for him that could have went wrong last year, and even if a few of those still things wasn't horrible, yeah, a few of those things correct, he goes from being the RB seventeen to being the RB eleven or twelve, and even RB seventeen isn't that bad. So, oh,
1: it's, uh, especially if you're drafting him there, because you're basically getting him still kind of at ADP at seventeen. I think that's literally his floor. I don't think anything could happen worse than last. I don't think unless he has an injury, I don't think there's any chance he finishes outside the top seventeen. I yeah. think he's going to be locked in 50, top fifteen back, and you're getting him. I'm I'm honestly comfortable going RB RB and then getting him in the third round as your third running back before you even go receiver because that would be you'd have a loaded backfield for yeah. the whole season
0: and you, maybe you sweet. could even tra- maybe you could even trade him as well um, right if,
1: if he's else. performing well you yeah. might be able to get a lot yeah. for him you know that would be
0: pretty sweet there there is some concerns with Bell because he doesn't reportedly doesn't get along with Adam Gase but who actually legitimately who-
1: trade into a team that we like yeah. You
0: know? But, like, who who does get along with Adam Gates is the real question. But, um, anyway, Mm -hmm. I'll jump into my last last do draft before we hop into the don'ts. Um, And that is – this is the guy – so I had Le'Veon Bell, and then I took Le'Veon Bell off. And then I actually put David Johnson on this list because kind of the same reason as Bell. He's going super low, but the injuries Mm -hmm. just kind of scare me with Johnson, even though I think he's going to be maybe the one or two option there in Houston since Hopkins is gone. Um, but ultimately, I went with Mr. Todd Gurley, the former clear cut number one guy a few years ago. Of course, injuries have just really derailed his career. But believe it or not, he's only 25 years old. Like, I looked this up, and that's just insane. He's, I thought he was like 31. He's 25, he's absolutely nuts. He's going in that, he's going a little bit higher than uh, yeah. Le'Veon Bell, but he's still going in that Chris Carson. I, I mean, I like Clyde Edwards Alaire, I'll be honest, but he's going with guys like Chris Carson, Leonard Fournette. Uh, Melvin Gordon, James Conner, and I like Gurley way more than any of those guys. And I think Gurley has potential to drop even lower than that because everyone's so worried about the injuries. And for the same exact reasons that we mentioned for Bell, um, a lot of those guys I don't think have the potential to be a clear-cut number one. But Gurley, I mean, he's still only 25. He's in a decent offense there in Atlanta. Um, Of course, he went to Georgia there for college, so he's probably happy to be there. And I think he has potential to have a really breakout year. I don't know how much longer. He's going to be good because of the injuries. But, um, I think Gurley, this could be one of his last like really good seasons. I think he's, he's hungry. I think he's ready to rebound. And I think he's a, he's a really good option there where he's going in drafts.
1: Yeah. on Gurley. Uh, I didn't have him on either one of my lists, but I actually, um, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of like at a pause right now. I want to see what happens with his ADP, but there is a lot of things going for Gurley, you know, like you said, he's going to his, uh, hometown or his college town. I don't know exactly where his hometown is, but, um He's going back to where he played college ball. Um, he's basically the only show in town. So if he's not hurt, he's going to get work. He's basically like Le'Veon Bell. There's no one – I mean, you could say Frank Gore, but they're basically like the same situation for me. They're – they're and the RB1 clear cut in their offense with no competition whatsoever for touches. And I think Gurley has the chance. He Like you said, I think he has a higher ceiling than Bell, actually. I think he could finish as a top five back. But I also see – and a higher injury risk with him as well, like like you said, because the the knee could give out at any time, and he could just he could be done, and you could be just out of a out of a running back too there. And he's going a little bit before Bell, so I'm gonna take Bell in terms of which guy I'd rather have on my team. But I'm not saying by no regard will I not draft early if he's there in the third round. I'm absolutely in on on that price, but I do see him kind of creep into the back half of the second round, which that's kind of too too spicy for me. But if I can get him as either my RB two or three in that third round, I'm, I'm all in on that as well as bell.
0: Yeah. I think, I think you have the potential to get him in like the mid third round through even like the high fifth, which I think I, I, I envision him possibly falling just because there's so many people that are completely completely out on Gurley because of the injury concerns. But um, a lot of those guys around him, like I said, if you can take him, like you kind of said with bell um, where he, Uh, If you can get him, it's like your RB3. I mean, that's just, that's unbelievable. If you can get Gurley, it's 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 just insane, especially because of how deep the wide receiver position is. Um, Gurley, if he stays healthy, I think he could be one of the best backs in the game. That offense around him in Atlanta is obviously better than that in New York around Bell. So I think, of course, injuries are a concern with Gurley, as I've said like a thousand times here. But if he can stay healthy, I think he could be easily a top. Eight running back, maybe. Yeah, I could uh, easily see it, and I think he's he, he's we saw with Devontae Freeman too in that offense that Freeman Freeman thrived. So hopefully Gurley Gurley can kind of do well and have a have a deserved bounce back season.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, and he wasn't bad last year. He was he just was kind of overdrafted. I didn't really want to draft him last year because people were kind of taking him in the late first, and he ended up being pretty well, good last year. He had a lot of It was based on touchdowns, but I think he's going to get a lot more receiving work in the suffix Matt Ryan loved, like you said, with Devontae Freeman, he, just checked, he was a check-down machine to, to Devontae Freeman every single season. Yeah. He at least went healthy. So I could see Gurley getting upwards of 50, 60 reception. If he gets that, I think he's locked and loaded into a, a, a high-end RB2, low-end rb RB1 so I'm definitely willing to take the shot on him as well and this is kind of my pick kind of goes along with this at the receiver position just because it's kind of like the uh, strategy where you could get Gurley as your RB3 and then you could take guys this guy at this range but I'm going to kind of give you a few names first you can get you can get like DJ Moore you get Robert Woods or Kelvin Ridley in the fourth round so I thought about all three of those guys because I like all of them in the fourth round but the guy I ultimately went with is DJ Chark and i some people are going to be out on him just because of, uh, you know, not really sure what Gardner is. But I love Chark's chances to finish as a wide receiver one last You saw how talented he is. He literally was scoring a touchdown a game at least through the first half of the season. And then he went down with a little bit of an injury. He was kind of in and out of the lineup. And he still wasn't terrible. He was kind of a – he was just kind of like a boomer bus play. He wasn't really great. He was more of a flex option. But in the first half of the season, he was literally like the wide receiver four. And you're getting him – you're getting a mid-fifth round. I could see him even falling to the sixth round. If you're, you can literally get him as your wide receiver two to three, even while going running back heavy. I am absolutely all in on that, and I just continue to love him more and more as the season goes along. I think he's going to get upwards of 1,100 to 1,200 yards, and he could easily get ten touchdowns. And if he's getting that along with you know a pretty good amount of receptions, I think he's going to finish as he can easily finish as a top fifteen receiver in the fifth round.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely some concerns there with Minshew, yeah. like you said. But um, I don't think Minshew's is a terrible quarterback. I think he's he's respectable. No. He was decent last year, um, and I think Shark could be really good. Of course, in that kind of range that you mentioned, all those receivers, I love DK Metcalf, and I'd probably take Metcalf over over Shark. Shark. Ooh, wow. Yeah. But, uh, That's
1: uh, interesting.
0: But I, I, I still like him, though, and I think he could be a good option there. As I said before, the receiver position is super deep. Um, so if you can get kind of a guy like Shark, who in like a, maybe a, a less deep year, maybe even be like a clear-cut wide receiver one, but if he can be like an easy wide receiver two, maybe even a wide receiver three flex option, I think uh, that's a no-brainer pick. Even though Jacksonville may not be the sexiest team in the world, I think Minshew a, is a quality quarterback and will be able to uh, give DJ another good season.
1: Yeah, and Shark is – the clear-cut wide receiver one there. So I feel yeah. like – and Minshew showed excellent chemistry last season. It was only when Fools started entering the lineup and he started going down – and Shark started getting a little banged up in the second half of the year is when his fantasy value fell off a little bit. He still finished with over a 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns, which is definitely not, nothing to squawk at. And I think he could improve on that this year. It's his, uh, it's his third season in the league. He's a hyper-athletic receiver. He's a guy that can go up and get the jump ball. He's also a 4-4 speed guy, so he's going to – he can beat anyone on deep coverage, and he's also a, a pretty solid route runner, in my opinion. I think he can kind of do a little bit of everything, and I think he's an underrated receiver in this league, too. I think even I've kind of underrated him since, but I've, I've took a look at some of his metrics as a route runner, and I've kind of uh, changed my opinion on it because I used to think he was kind of a bad route runner, but now I, I think he's even a above-average one, and if he's that with all the his speed, his ability to run after the catch, and his ability to go up and get the jump ball, I think he's he's got all the tools to be a wide receiver one in this league and in fantasy.
0: Yeah, for sure. He's he's low there. If you can get that that value that you just said that late in the draft, I mean, it's definitely definitely worth it for sure. Um, but I believe that concludes our dues for the draft. Now we're going to hop into the don'ts. We each pick five guys. Um, and I'll start off with uh, a guy who's going currently, his ADP, just based on the site that I'm looking at right now, it is ADP5, and that's Derek Henry. Um, I think he's just a touch machine. And um, that, that offensive line, they definitely lost a lot of pieces there. Ryan Tannehill, I know he was, I think his QBR, he the best QBR of any quarterback down the stretch last year and was or maybe the best quarterback in the league. Um, can he rebound? Can he can kind of uh, do that again? Replicate that? It's kind of, I'm not 100% sure. Um, and Henry, I mean, he led the league in rushing last year, and I don't really know if he's going to do that again. Um, and I just, I don't like him there as the. ADP five going in that kind of range with Kamara and cook. I just, and even Mixon and even Chubb and even guys like Josh Jacobs. I like Josh Jacobs. I don't like, I don't like Henry that high at that, at that steep a price. And I, I, I worry there might be some fall off this year. And that's why I'm, I'm kind of out on Derek Henry.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I couldn't agree more. He's on my list. I, I actually have a, a pivot option, which I'm going to, I'm going to bring up. It's going to piss you off. because You just mentioned him, but uh Henry is, he's going to get yards. He's going to have probably upwards of 1,300 yards easily and over 10 touchdowns. But it's his problem with it. He is just absolutely not a receiving factor at all. He's going to, he might catch 15 passes this year for 100 yards. And that is nothing, he offers nothing in PPR to me. I'm just, he had such a historic back half of the season. And I think people are drafting him based on that. But in the, you got to remember in the first half of the season, he was like the RB 15. He wasn't anything to write home about. He was just, he'd get 80 yards and he'd, he'd get like a touchdown every other game, like I'm not drafting a guy that has the potential to do that with no receiving work in the first round. That's basically just, it's you're trying to avoid risk in the first round or try to get upside. And I think he has, he's both a big risk factor factor in terms of finishing as a, as a running back one. And I also don't think he has the upside to finish as the running back one overall. So I'm not taking him at the one Oh five or even the first round at all. I'm just, I'm totally out on him. So I couldn't agree more. This was one of the more passionate ones I was on. I had on my list. But I'll jump into my other guy because I think this guy's very similar, and I hate I hate to do it because he's actually on my dynasty team too. It's Nick Chubb for me. It's basically the same idea. I think he's gonna really struggle to get receiving work this year, And he's gonna have a lot of yards. I'm I'm fully aware of that. And I I'm that's why I traded for him because I think his dynasty outlook is gonna is good still. I, I I like him a lot, but it's the Kareem Hunt problem for me is just so drastic. He finishes. He, he finished as like the RB6 last year, which is not, is definitely good. He was, he was really good last year. But once Kareem Hunt came back, I think he was the RB27, and Kareem Hunt was like right around that range too. So I, I'm really worried. I don't think he's going to finish there at all because he had some bad luck with touchdowns in the second half of the year. But I could see him finishing with like 1300 yards, 10 touchdowns, and very minimal passing work. So it's another guy I'm kind of worried about. I think he's a little bit safer than Henry personally. I think he's a better player overall. I think Henry. I think Henry's a little bit is a little bit overrated by everybody. I think he's still good, but I think Chubb is one of the, is an elite running back in this league. I think he actually makes a huge difference in terms of what he can do, and they improve the offensive line, so there's stuff working for him. But Kareem Hunt is also a uber talented running back in my opinion. I think he's actually a top fifteen back in the league, and they're going to get him involved again this year. So I'm kind of worried about Chubb's ceiling. I guess if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, Nick Chubb, I definitely like Nick Chubb a lot more than Yeah, um, I understand. Derrick Henry, he's one of my personal favorite players in the league Yeah, me right too, now. I love Nick
1: Chubb. I, it, it pains me to put him on this list, but you know, I, I'm trying to be like really, on, trying to be unbiased. I have another guy on this list that I also really like and I'm, I'm sad to put him on the list too. But Chubb's one of those guys that he he just, I don't know, I just don't think he's going to catch more than 30 balls this year, It's which is more than Henry, but I also don't think he's going to score as many touchdowns as Henry, so I'm kind of out on his, I just don't think he has like I think gonna, I don't know finishing as like an, a low end RB1 to high end RB2, which is fine. But if you're drafting him in the first round, yeah, I don't know. I, no upside for me in, in terms yeah. of like top five.
0: He's definitely been one of my favorite fantasy options the last few years because I've been able to get him yeah. in like the low second round, third, right. sometimes early fourth round. Um, but yeah. As much as I love him, I agree that if you're taking him mm. as your clear-cut RB1, it kind of concerns me when there is still some conversation about that might be a more kind of a running back by committee kind of thing with Kareem Hunt there. Yeah, As we saw previously, of course, the off-the-field stuff is a definite issue with Hunt, but he was one of the best running backs in the league easily and one of the most elite uh, pass-catching, pass-catching backs too. And Kareem Hunt is another guy, I know we kind of finished the dues, but he's a guy that maybe you do want to draft bad. because of how, how late he's going in drafts. Um, and Chubb, I mean, top 10 guy, it's a little concerning to me, but if you can get him in the second round as maybe your RB two, um, yeah. that could, that could prove dividends, but I just don't, I do not envision him going later than maybe like the early second round at the, at the yeah. latest, just because of how many people are mocking him up right now. But, um, he could still, I mean, hunt maybe gets cut or whatever off the field issue and Chubb could still be a really good player. Um, cause he's, he's oh, still going if- to he's still going to get you double digit points, I think easily, but he's not going to, he's probably yeah. not going to put up the same amount of points at a guy like maybe Joe Mixon or Zeke or Saquon or McCaffrey, who he's kind of getting drafted around at the moment.
1: Right. That's kind of my concern with him. It's absolutely not. as If, if cream hunts not in the backfield, I'm literally taking Chubb over. He'd be like the fourth pick in the draft for me. I, I'm taking him over. Even like I'd even consider like taking him over Zeke cause I think he's that talented. I think he's in literally that range of players. I mean, he, I'd take him over Kamara too. I, I really would. I think he's that talented. And he's a good receiver. He's not he's no scrub in the receiving game. I like people like to say he's not a pass catcher. He is a good pass catcher. He had like 50 receptions last year. It was all in the first half of the season. Once Kareem Hunt came back, that was the big problem is that he couldn't get in the end zone at all. And that was part of their offense. So maybe he'll have a little bit better luck in that regard. But he also didn't catch any passes. So he was basically just a hundred yards and one reception. So he's basically getting you 12 points a week. And if you're getting that in the first round, Absolutely not. Second round, I'm more okay with it, but I think he's going to be a, a late first round pick or kind of at that turn. I want him in the mid second if I can get him. there.
0: Right. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Um, Chubs, he's definitely better than Henry, but yeah, um, I think so too. I still don't think I still don't feel confident taking him as my clear-cut RB1 with the other guys that he's kind of going around at the moment. But if he drops a little bit, definitely take him. But yeah. I'm going to hop into my next pick. This is a guy who I know screwed a lot of people's fantasy teams last year, and I'm still just a little bit out on him. And that's Juju Smith-Schuster with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was actually kind of surprised, and I almost didn't include him on my list because it, it seems like – we're almost kind of overcorrecting because he's his current ADP is forty five at the moment. Um, even though he's projected to go around guys like Odell, um, Allen Robinson, I'm feeling guys we mentioned in our due draft list, um, and I just don't feel confident taking him there at all because of uh, Ben Roethlisberger's health. I'm not completely sold on the Pittsburgh offense and Smith Schuster. He just had a such a brutal year last year. I think he's he thrives when he's the second option on his team. I think he could be a, a legit. Um, fantasy option when he's, the, when he's the second option Like we saw when he, Antonio Brown was there But I just don't know if he's got the skill To be a clear-cut number one guy And he definitely doesn't have the skill To be a clear-cut number one receiver uh, in fantasy So um, if you can get him as like your wide receiver Like a low-end wide receiver two Wide receiver three flex option I think definitely take him But when there's other guys like Even DJ Moore and Cooper Cup yeah. And Robert Woods and Calvin Ridley AJ Brown even, Allen Robinson, Thielen Like I said earlier Take those guys before Smith Schuster, and it seems like we're kind of recognizing that. But there's still some people that are still like, "Oh, Smith Schuster's a clear-cut number one guy." And I'm like, I don't think so.
1: Man, I have had such a Smith Schuster. I can see a case for him being on my draft list. Am I doing a draft list? I have no idea what to do with him. I probably will end up just not drafting him because I really, I don't want to be wrong on him. Because, like you said, he's not his. Right, he's kind of like the Lev Bell experience, where his his ADP has dropped so much from last year. He was like a first round pick last year. Now he's in. Late third, early fourth, that just feels like such a bargain. But at the same time, what if big men isn't good anymore? What if what if he's not healthy? What if they need a backup? He's gonna be literally not even maybe not even on your roster by the fifth week of the season. That's what the risk is tougher me. But I've heard talks about moving him back into the slot where he is literally one of the best slot receivers in the league. He stinks on the outside, he's really he can't create separation. But if, you, if they're gonna move him back into the slot, he might he could be a top five receiver in, in fantasy this year. I, I could see I could see him being that good but I also see him filling out of the top 30. So I just, I have absolutely no idea what to do with him. That's why I would probably kind of side towards the do not draft side as well with drew, because there's so many of those guys, like you said, all those guys in that range, even OBJ, I would rather take the shot on OBJ because I think he's the better player. And I think he's, he's kind of getting drafted right in that same range. I feel like he would be kind of crazy to take Juju right over OBJ and even like DJ Moore too. He's, I think he's a player I probably should have put on my draft side because I'm a big fan of him this year as well. He's going to be a top-10 receiver for sure. But like I, I can't will myself to take Schuster over more. I just – I don't know. It's it's really tough, but at the same time, he's proven that he could literally be a top-5 receiver in fantasy. So I don't know what to do with him at all.
0: Yeah, there's just a lot of – there's a lot of red flags there. And kind of like we said the is. some of the other guys, if – Like there's a lot of ifs. Like if Roethlisberger stays healthy and if they move him back into the slot and if the Steelers' offense around him is still good, then he can be a top tier guy. So for that reason, if, if if people are taking him like third, fourth round, I'm like, no, thank you. But fourth round, maybe. But. Third round, I'm, I'm good. I'll pass because there's a little guys, too rich for me as well. There's, there's other guys like even Keenan Allen, Stefan Diggs, two guys I don't think we've mentioned at all yet. Um, guys that are going way lower than Juju. Um, so I don't know. I, Juju, there's just a lot of red flags. But if you can get him late, I think definitely draft him. But if you're taking him as your wide receiver two, or even a, maybe even a wide receiver one guy, who knows? Because I know yeah. he's still, he's there's still a big fan base around him because he's really into Madden and he's a, he's a great personality for the sport for sure. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. But fantasy, I don't know. i I'm, I'm not. He, he disappointed a lot of people, like you said, and we're kind of overcorrecting a little bit. But at the same time, it's I think it's it's due because of how just big of a bust he was last yeah. year.
1: See, I man, I'm I'm having such a tough time with him. I like like even literally like you have changed my opinion even a little bit. I was, I may have cited more on the draft side, but I'm thinking about those uh, after all the names you listed. I'm even taking Robert Woods over him, who's going around later, and I'd much rather have Woods in him. I almost put him in my draft list as well. I might even take Shark over him. I I think he might finish higher than him, but I'm just like Schuster's getting taken at a point where you could take the shot on him and be right. But there's like we like we've been talking about the whole episode. The wide receiver position is so unbelievably deep. There's 30 receivers I could see finishing as a wide receiver. One, why why not just pass on him and take like DJ Moore, which we're pretty certain he's going to finish as a solid option. We're not really sure about Schuster, so I think that's that's why I would be out. Kind of like Shark take for that reason. I'm out. I just there's so many so much talent around him in the draft. So I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna shy away from him this
0: year. Yeah, you could you could wait a full round or two and get guys like AJ Green, Michael Gallup. Hollywood Brown, even Tyler Boyd, guys that might not have as high of a ceiling as Juju, but definitely not as many red flags, and you're not going to be as concerned. So it just it depends on if, if you get a guy like Michael Thomas or like one of the clear cut receivers and you can kind of afford to maybe take a risk on a guy like Juju, definitely do it. But if you're That's counting exact on him,
1: situation, I would do it.
0: If you're counting on him to be like your clear-cut wide receiver two, wide receiver one, drafting him in third or fourth round. Don't do it because um, we just saw last year how big of a bust he was, and I, I'm worried if Roethlisberger goes down, the same thing could happen again.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely understand that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up my next name because you mentioned him. It's Keenan Allen for me. I am a 100. I couldn't be more out on a player this year. I just I don't think their 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 passing volume is going to go down about 200 attempts this year after Philip Rivers just kind of airs it out all the time. And I don't think Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert can support a single receiver in this offense, but I'm basically out on this whole offense, except for maybe Austin Eckler. I'd be willing to take the shot on the second or third round. I'm just, I'm, I'm fine being wrong with if Keenan Allen is good enough to be able to be another a top 10 receiver. I'm fine with being wrong. I'll take somebody else, but I think I literally have him ranked outside of my top 30 right now. I, I am so out on him this year. I think he's, I think he's well overdrafted at where he is. I'm literally not taking him at any draft price. I would, I would take Hollywood Brown over him just because of his upside. There's there's guys like Terry McLaurin, I'm taking easily over him. A.J. Brown, I'm taking over him. They're going around the same range, too. I'm just – I'm fully out on him. There are so many guys I would take over him. And it's nothing against Keenan Allen. I think he's a, a borderline top-ten receiver in the league. I think he's very talented. I just – I'm really worried about Tyra Taylor or Justin Herbert being able to support a single receiver in this offense. And there's a lot of good weapons in this offense, too. There's a lot of mouths to feed. Like Mike Williams isn't going anywhere as well. Hunter Henry's a very good tight end. And like we said, Austin Eckler is also – probably a top 10 running back in the league as well. So who's going to get the points on this team? Someone's going to do it, but I would lean more on the side of Eckler because I think he's the most talented player in this offense most likely. And I'm just – I'm so – I just don't think the quarterback play is going to be enough. And I think they're going to be really run heavy. So I'm I'm out.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm going to sound like a broken record here because a lot of the things that kind of apply to Allen Robinson and Juju Smith-Schuster, in my opinion at least, apply to Keenan Allen because with Robinson – a lot of question marks at the quarterback position, but at the same time, I like Nick Foles a little bit more than I like both. Herb and Taylor. So that's why I think Robinson is deserved, uh, deserving of going higher than Keenan and Keenan. Also, he's got some, some injury concerns definitely throughout the last few seasons. Um, but kind of with Juju is, I think if you can wait on him and get him like later in rounds, with guys kind of like Hollywood Brown and Tyler Boyd, I think it's worth a shot because who knows, maybe Justin Herbert is amazing in his rookie year. I mean, we saw, we've seen plenty of rookies be good their first rookie, their their first season. Mitch Trubisky had one good year. RG3 had one good year. I don't think Herbert's going to be as good as either of those guys, but who knows? And Tyrod Taylor, he's not, he's he's not, he's probably slightly below average quarterback, but if you can get Allen lower than that um, with guys like Hollywood and, and Boyd, I think it's, it's worth a, worth a shot. But at the same time, I'm looking at his ADP right now, and it's 38, and I don't think I would take him. That's in, too high for me. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's I'm not taking high. him in round three because I think a lot of people are expecting him to be that clear-cut wide receiver. One guy he was when he was with a future Hall of Famer like Phillip Rivers, but when you're with a guy like an unproven rookie like Herbert and a proven scrub like Taylor, no offense, um, I just don't. I, I don't want to take him there in the third round. But if he drops a little bit in the 60s or 70s, I think I would definitely take him.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I couldn't agree more there. Yeah, I, I do get it. I just don't think – I'm, I'm not completely – I would probably take him in, like, that sixth, seventh round. He's, I don't think he's going to fall. I think right? he's going yeah. to be more – people are going to draft him over guys like EJ Chark, which I think there's no chance I'm taking him over. Even, like, Lockett, Parker, Portland Sutton, oh yeah. like, T.Y. Hilton, which I don't even like T.Y. Hilton that much, but I'd still rather have him. i definitely uh, take those like, guys
0: above him, for sure.
1: Exactly. That's kind of what the range I'm looking at. Even – you even mentioned the guys like Diggs and Green, A.J. Green, which I'm not even in on them either. I almost put them in this spot as well because I think they're they're both risky for me. But I would still probably take them over Keenan Allen because I, I think he has no upside. I think that's the problem. I think he could finish as a wide receiver too, like maybe a top 20 receiver, maybe maybe top 15. But I think he has absolutely no upside for more in this offense because, you know, with Philip Rivers, he was like a, a borderline wide receiver one, maybe a, like a, a guy you wanted at your wide receiver two spot, which is really good. He was a really good player and really good for fantasy with Phillip rivers, but you're just going to see such a drop off in passing volume. And I think that's a big problem, especially with all the other mouths to feed there. I think someone's going to get burned and I think he's got a good chance to be that.
0: Yeah. I think it's just, there's a lot of stuff just piling up against Keenan Allen with uh, the uncertainty at the quarterback position. As you said, a lot of mouths to feed there. Also, he has some injury concerns and when you mix that all in with his high ADP at the moment, um, I'm just completely out on him. And I think as we've mentioned Several times throughout this pod, the wide receiver uh, position is very deep, and um, like guys like I know you mentioned Green and Diggs that like you're kind of out on. Their ADPs are in like the low fifties, early right. So if you can get like those guys that late, there's no reason you should be drafting Keenan Allen in the third round. That just does not doesn't make sense because right, in my exactly think, I think realistically Keenan Allen's going to be a kind of a wide receiver three flex option. So. Right, that's
1: that's kind of how I see it as well. I don't think he has the upside. And I think you're you're literally spot on on that. Like you might maybe you're not quite as out as I am on Allen, but I think you're you're really uh you're really focused on uh, the right stuff here with a certain draft position he is and there's guys after him, so.
0: Yeah. Um so I'm gonna jump into my my next guy. Um our Steeler fans out there are gonna really hate me because I just said Smith Schuster for my last option, Jeez. and I'm going big Ben, Ben roethlisberger for this option. So this is a guy who a lot of people are like super high on him. And of course, in the past he w- was a really good uh fantasy option. You could kind of get him there later in rounds, but there's still some people that get it into this year that they're like, Oh yeah, roethlisberger I'm taking him like fourth or fifth quarterback off the board going with guys like we mentioned earlier with Wentz to me, that just doesn't make any sense because I know he had a pretty good year, two years ago, but last year he looked old. Of course he got injured and I know reportedly he's in the best shape of his life and he's never felt better and blah, 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 like every other person says in the off season. But um, (laughs) I don't know with with him. There's just so many red flags and I think you can get some guys ahead of him that are way better than Roethlisberger and have less kind of concerns surrounding him. Because even like Stafford, I'd like kind of Stafford a little bit more than him, even though Stafford also has injury concerns. But guys like Dak, um, I don't know. I just feel like there's, there's other quarterback options that are, are better than him and guys that I would like more than, than Roethlisberger because it seems like a lot of people are drafting him based on his history. And I'm just not sure if he's going to still be good. It's not like he's on the TB12 method. He's not in the best shape uh, in the world. And that, that concerns me. And I could definitely see him suffering another injury here this season.
1: See, at first, I was kind of like, "Man, he's he's going really late." So he's going basically in the twelfth round. I was like, "Man, I don't I don't really know if it's a guy I considered I do not draft." But then I looked at the guys that are going after him at the quarterback position. Now I'll list them all off, and these are all guys I would take over him: Gardner Minshew, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Joe Burrow, Philip Rivers, Baker Mayfield, and Jimmy G, and even Teddy Bridgewater. I take all those guys potentially over him, or at least borderline over him in the same range. So I'm. Yeah, I I basically I'm not going to be touching him. There's no way. I just I think he I believe he has a pretty tough start of the schedule anyway, so I I don't I was pretty much out on him to begin with, but I also think there's there's massive injury concern, you know, any injury with the elbow out the quarterback, that's going to be tough. Like he he could just have no no ability to throw the football anymore. He could he could just have, kind of have a dead arm and it could be really rough. It could be a rough end for his career on a on a pretty good career, I would say. So it's either going to go really well or really poorly with him. I think he's going to throw a lot of interceptions no matter what. So this is a guy I'm, I'm out on because I think he's going to have those games where he just kills your fantasy team. He might have a couple blow-up games as well where he throws like three or four touchdown passes. I think he's going to have those multi-interception games that just absolutely kill your fantasy team. And for that reason, I'm, I'm going to be out on him as well. You...
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and worst case scenario, he goes undrafted. He has a few good weeks, then you add him then. But like if you're drafting him, don't draft him, in my opinion. he's He's – just way too many concerns, and as you mentioned, especially yeah. guys like, in my opinion, Baker, Mayfield, and Phillip Rivers, I think they are Way better options than Ben Rock. I'd much rather have Baker
1: than I'd much rather take a shot on Baker than go with him at quarterback, you know, for sure. I think Baker's got a chance to be really solid. Even guys like Ryan Tannehill, definitely taking over him. Or Burrow, I'd take Burrow over him as well.
0: Cam Newton, too, on my list. He's Cam Newton's going oh, after Ben Absolutely, as well. He Cam
1: is ben. going after him on my Hands as well. down. I,
0: I, I kind of forgot about Cam Newton. I think he might have been on my due draft list because of how low he's going. But um, anyway, how about you hop into your next don't draft option, Chris?
1: All right. So we'll go with, uh, I'll go with my quarterback at this spot too. It's, it's a guy that is arguably, he literally could be the best quarterback in the position, not Mahomes. I'm not, I'm not saying him, but uh, it's Russell Wilson for me. I, it's nothing to do with his talent. It's all about the fact that he just is so unbelievably inconsistent as a, as a fantasy option. You know, he had 31 touchdown last year and 4,000 yards, which seems awesome. Like, it seems like you're like, man, he must've been really good last year, but, it's the problem of just he was so bad down the stretch in terms of fantasy. He he started off really well, and you were probably really happy that you drafted him in the early part of the season. But he just absolutely burned fantasy owners in the second half of the season. He was really struggling to throw a lot of touch multiple touchdown passes. He wasn't really running that much. He's kind of lost that ability to give you a ton of rushing upside. So I I think I'm gonna pass on him. Like he could, like I said, he's one of the he literally could be the best quarterback in the NFL. Some people take him over even Mahomes in that regard. I'm not going to do that, but at the same time, also, I'm not going to draft him as well. I'd rather take a shot on even Josh Allen, Carson Wentz, even like a guy like Brady or Stafford or Cam Newton. I'd rather wait four more rounds, five more rounds, and grab one of those guys overtaking uh, an earlier quarterback at Russell Wilson, which I see him – where I see him, he's going right in the middle of the sixth round, which isn't a terrible price, but he's going even before Deshaun Watson, and I think that's insane.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Wilson's the classic case of a really good football player, um, but his – it just doesn't result in a good fantasy output because I've had him several years and he's burned me several times because he's right. just, he just doesn't, just doesn't do the fantasy production that you really need out of a clear cut quarterback. Number one. And you mentioned a ton of guys there that I'd rather have rather wait on. Um, like a, even a Baker Mayfield, Phillip rivers that you mentioned with uh, when you were talking about Roethlisberger, even the two of those guys. I mean, if you can get a, like a good wide receiver running back at that slot, when you would take but Russell Wilson, um, just wait and get a guy like Mayfield or uh, Rivers or Stafford or even Matt Ryan I mean you could get some quality guys that are late in the rounds and I think his ADP um, I think he's currently going I think he's RB th- or quarterback three behind Mahomes and Jackson in most drafts um, or I think he's actually behind Dak too which is kind of surprising. Dak and Kyler, he's like
1: yeah. the fifth quarterback off the board him, is and,
0: so- him, Dak and Kyler are all kind of like under a blanket yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they are. Um, but yeah I completely agree with you there. Um, I actually almost put him in my don't draft list just because he uh, he's just not he's, – he's a little bit overrated when it comes to fantasy because people think, oh, he's a really good football player, so he has to be a good fantasy player, but that's just not always the case. Um, but I'm going to jump into my second-to-last guy here, and it's another running back. Uh, he's going a little bit lower than Derrick Henry, but it's Aaron Jones. This is a guy who was immensely touchdown dependent last year. Um, and currently he's going above guys like Todd Gurley that we mentioned earlier. He's going uh, kind of in that 20 range at the moment, RB11. Um, around Kyle Miles Sanders, who I'm, I'm also a little bit out But Aaron Jones, I think he's a classic guy who got a ton of touchdowns last year, and it really kind of helped his fantasy production, but I'm not sure if he can kind of re- repeat that headed into 2020. Um, and there's many guys that are kind of underneath him, like, like a Gurley, even like a Clyde Edwards-Alaire, running backs I think you could get later in the rounds um, than Aaron Jones. And I think a lot of people are expecting him to be another kind of RB1 type of guy that he was last year, and I just don't think he'll be able to repeat that production, especially considering there is some kind of turmoil a little bit in Green Bay with the whole Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, Matt LaFleur situation. So I'm a little bit out on on Aaron Jones.
1: Yeah, um, Aaron Jones, it's tough for me because – I think he's a really talented player and I think he will finish as an RB1 but I think he's going to be really frustrating because they added AJ Dillon in the offseason. Who knows what they're going to do with? I think he's going to take away some of those touchdowns like you said. He's definitely going to regress as a touchdown candidate, but I also don't think you have to like you were saying draft him in like the mid-second round, which is true. It's definitely true. You got to pay a pretty big price, but at least you're not taking him like in the first round. Like if you were paying a first-rounder, I'd be absolutely out on him. I think I'm more kind of in the I'm not sure what to do with him. Maybe if he falls a little bit more, I'm going to take him. But yeah, I would I would probably side a little bit more to the do not draft. I, I don't know. I love Aaron Jones, the player, but when Matt LaFleur just, I don't know what he wants to do with him. Like he was so good last year. You can't be much better as a running back than Aaron Jones was last season. And I feel like they're just kind of putting him in the doghouse. Now drafting a, a running back that I really don't even like AJ Dillon. I, I'm i kind of out on him as a prospect. I don't think he's that talented, but at the same time they spend a second round pick on him. So they're going to do something with him. Hopefully he takes the Jamal Williams role and not cut into Aaron Jones, but he definitely could. So and uh, kind of on Aaron Jones, he had like, yeah, you know, he had forty-nine receptions last year, and I think a lot of that was during the uh, Devonte Adams when he when he missed some time. So I'd be kind of surprised if he was if he was to get over fifty receptions this year. I think he's going to be around the forty range, and I don't think you're going to be really happy about that, especially if his touchdown numbers go down. I think he's going to finish as that high RB two, low end RB one, but with not really that high of a ceiling as so well. He's not finished as the RB two again like he did last season, so. I guess I would say I'm. I kind of lean more towards being out on him, but I'm. I'm not really sure yet.
0: Yeah, and I, I completely forgot to mention that they did add another running back there in the second round, like you mentioned, which means he's probably gonna lose a few touches. Um, and also I misspoke. His his ADP is actually 15, so he's actually going five head, of, five spots ahead of what I said prior. And 15 to me is just way too high, especially because I, I expect some regression, like I kind of do with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry was so good last year. And I don't think he's going to be as good. Same thing with Aaron Jones. He had so many touchdowns. Had such a great year last year. And I think um, with with kind of that uncertainty there in Green Bay around the entire offense as a whole, I think Aaron Jones might kind of be a byproduct of that. And I think he could he could really burn you if you take him kind of as your RB one.
1: Yeah, because he was he was a boom bust player last year. Even as the RB two, he had yeah. so many huge monster week winning weeks. We'd also have week five to 10 points, and that's not going to get done as your RB1. So this is a guy that I would be willing to take. If his ADP falls to the third round, I am more than happy to take the shot on that he could be still a top five running back because he could do it. I could see him realistically getting a top five spot. I think he's relatively safe on where he will finish. I think he's going to be a top 20 back no matter what the timeshare, the time split is. I think he's that talented. I think he's going to have some big blow-up games. He's going to have some games where he kind of disappoints. And that's where you're not really going to care where he finishes. It's going to be more of what he does for your team. If he's going to win you a lot more weeks than he loses, then you're going to be really happy. But I think it's going to side on more where you're, you're, just, you're really not sure if you want him out there, but you know you have to play him, and then you're kind of in that time loop where it's like he's either going to blow up or he's not, and you're not going to be able to predict it. So I think I, I agree that he's a little bit more out for me. Uh, I'm going to jump into my next running back, and this is kind of on the opposite spectrum, spectrum of Aaron Jones where he could be really good or he could be kind of mediocre. It's Leonard Fournette for me. I'm, I'm totally out on him. I, It's not – I'm not really – I don't really care that I don't think he's that good of a player. I just – I don't see him scoring a lot of touchdowns in this offense. And he had, what, 100, 100 targets last year, which is – it's not going to happen again this year. They they signed Chris Thompson for a reason to catch some passes, and even uh, Devine and Zigbo could could steal some work in that regard. I'd be surprised if he sees north of 60 targets this year. And if he's not seeing that, along with the touchdown, he's really inefficient touchdown and red zone rate last year. I think you're gonna be you're gonna be really annoyed that he's gonna finish as an RB back end RB two, maybe high-end flex option. I I really don't see him. He's getting drafted like he's a solid RB two, and he's kind of in that range of Clyde Edwards Hilaire in them and like even Melvin Gordon. I'm not taking or Lev Bell, or Ty I'm not taking him over any of those guys. And he's kind of where he kind of if his ADP was around the Raheem Mostert. Of the world, even like the Mark Ingram, I might be more prone to taking him there because I think he has the chance to be good if this offense is better than we're expecting. I think it's a pretty low chance, but I'd I'd rather have him than a guy like Moster, which he's going to be frustrating for owners as well. But now I just don't see the upside for him this year. I don't think he's going to score a lot of touchdowns. I think he's going to it's going to be tough luck for him to press for over a thousand rushing yards and over three. I think he's going to he's going to have less than thirteen hundred scrimmage yards, and he's not overly efficient in any regard and i don't get what the love is with him as a pass catcher like i know he had a lot of targets he had a pretty decent number of receptions but he was very inefficient on them and he really didn't do anything in terms of the red zone work it was basically just 6 yards and he's down and he just did that so i'm i don't know i'm just i'm not in
0: yeah i'm i'm definitely not as out on him as you are but i definitely wouldn't draft him at his current drafting price which is like what you said um his, his current adp is 33 and he's being drafted as an rb2 a clear cut rb2 um, and there's some other guys well, in that nice, range, like a David Johnson, even David Johnson, James Conner, Le'Veon Bell, like we talked about earlier, Melvin Gordon, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I mean, he's getting dra- – Todd Gurley, he's getting drafted around with these guys, and I just don't like him there. However, if you can kind of get him a little bit later, which I doubt just because he's a, he is a big name, I think he's definitely worth it because he could be a solid back. At the same time, though, injuries are always concerned with him, and it's not like Jacksonville is an, an amazing offense, like we talked about earlier with, with DJ Chark um and four net i just i don't know it, it's it's not really a running ground and pound game anymore and i feel like he kind of would thrive in that that environment and that's just not how the games played anymore so i um I, i'm with you there for the most part if, if you're drafting him as your clear rb2 kind of maybe don't do that but if you're taking him as maybe yeah if you're ta- i i think he's he's easily an rb3 in my opinion i i I don't really know if there's that much debate. I think he could be a clear, a good RB three option. As long as you have some kind of maybe backup plan behind. Yeah, it. yeah
1: definitely. And another thing with Fournette is that this defense got significantly worse yeah. over the off season. So I think they're going to have to air. I kind of like the Garden two and DJ chart combo, because I think those two are going to, they're going to connect a lot more because they're going to be behind in so many games. It's kind of like the, uh, the Panthers motto for me as well. I think, uh, they're gonna be uh, t- both those teams are gonna be teams that are just really bad. And they're gonna have to air the ball out a lot. There's gonna be a lot of garbage time fantasy points for both of them. And I just don't see. If- I feel like nights gonna get kind of lost in the dust here. I think he's gonna have, or he's gonna approach the thousand, the thousand yard mark as a as a rusher, and he's probably gonna have around three hundred receiving yards. But I just, I think he's gonna struggle for touchdowns. I think he's gonna, he's gonna be very inefficient in the red zone. I think even his rushing efficiency is due for a little bit of regression. He averaged four point four a carry, which is the highest. I believe it's the highest he's had in his career and. I don't, I see him more around the 4.0 range, and and I'm just kind of out on him as as draft
0: price. Yeah. It, like I said, I, I think he's a clear cut RB3 if you can get him at that point. But um, if you're taking him as your clear cut RB2, I'm out. Um, but I'm going to hop into my final guy here, my final don't draft guy, and that is the wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys, Mr. Amari Cooper. Um, for me, it's the exact same reason as we have mentioned for a lot of these receivers is it's so, it's such a deep position. Currently, Amari Cooper is ADP 26. Um, and I just, I think that's way too high of a price for him, especially cause I mean, yeah, he'll give you that, that, um, a few like 30 point games and really win you some games every so often, but at the same time he, he'll put up some duds. He'll put up some four to six point weeks that might just cost you a game. And uh, for me, drafting him as your clear-cut wide receiver one, even wide, re- even like a high-end wide receiver two, I'm, I'm kind of out on that because I feel like you can get some some really good options later in the rounds, and guys like DJ Moore, uh, Ridley, Shark, Metcalf, Lockett, guys like those that I feel like are a little bit more reliable, might not have like the the huge monster thirty to forty point games like Cooper has every so often, but also they're more consistent and. The, the inconsistency with Cooper has just always turned me off, and I'm just a little worried there. And kind of like you said with um, uh, one of your earlier picks, um, there's just a lot of mouse to feed there. Like you said with Keenan Allen, there's just a lot of mouse to feed in in Dallas as well. And I just don't, I just yeah. don't. I'm kind of out on that, especially if you're taking him that high in drafts. So all right,
1: my thing with Cooper, yeah, I if you're getting him around that like. Th- I spot, which is basically like mid third round. I'm kind of out on that, but with the ADP I'm seeing is at the 401. I'm more, I'm more apt to take him there. Cause I can get him as my, you could go running back heavy and take him as my wide receiver one. I'm actually all right with that. I, I'm not either in or out on him this year. I'm kind of on the fence. I don't know what to think, but the offense is going to be so good this year. I feel like he's almost guaranteed. If we're thinking Dak's going to be really good and he's still got like, you can affect him. CD Lamb's a rookie. Michael Gallup, obviously really talented, but Cooper has got to have a role on this team. And if he's able to stay healthy which I don't think he was in the back half of the year, and I think that's why he really struggled. I think he could be a wide receiver, one, a low end one at that, but I think I could see him easily finishing inside the top 10. It's going to be a little bit unpredictable what he does. I think he is, it's very annoying that he has those games where he just absolutely disappears, and he's, he struggled with injury as well. So there's definitely some some high risk factors on that, but in the four where I'm seeing him being drafted at the 4 1, which is like, that would be like the 45th pick, I am yeah. absolutely okay with taking him taking the shot on how talented of a player he is. I think he's a pretty good route runner. He's got really solid hands. And I think in this offense he he could thrive. And like you said he could he could be overdraft spots. That's that's a little much for me, but I I still I'm I'm kind of in on Cooper. I'm not I'm not sure what to think about him exactly. Yeah, as
0: as I mentioned when I was talking about Thielen, I I love consistent guys and with Cooper, he's just such a frustrating player because I've had him a few years and you love him when he gives you those huge monster games, but it's just like it, it, it there's, you there's like when no you like 10 to 15 point games for cooper it's always just oh, 40 points or like four and that's that's it and that's that's why right. i just i, I just it. despise it's, him and okay. especially now that he's kind of to start start gaining some traction a little bit now that he's in dallas and people love him and people pick him really high I, he's just a guy that i just automatically steer away from especially when look at some of these other guys that are being taken around them specifically with wide receivers i know you're kind of out on mike evans but i like mike evans more i like odell more even Allen robinson Thielen. like i said earlier I, i like those guys a lot more than cooper just because of purely because of the consistency yeah
1: and yeah, I'm taking him over guys like DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, maybe even Robert Woods, I'd rather have on my team. But I, I'm more, like I said, I'm more out on Mike Evans because he's being drafted a little higher. Thielen is another one I would definitely, I would probably take over him as well. I think you can get him as your wide receiver too, maybe. But even if you were able to go, if you're able to go running back heavy, I think this is where what you're kind of talking about here. If you're going running back heavy, I'm pretty sure you're going to want consistency out of your wide receiver one. That's where I'd be more up to take a guy like DJ Moore, a guy like Adam Thielen, guys that yeah. are going to give you consistent production at week. Rather than a guy that has the upside to be a top five wide receiver, but also can combust into nothing and be a top, not even top 50 wide yeah. receiver if he's really struggling. Because he's had those games where he's just literally a zero to four point performer for you. And I am, I hate when he does that. I agree that he's very frustrating to own. I had him two years ago and he gave me, I had him in the lineup for a couple of those big matchups, but I also had him in the lineup yeah. when he burned me a couple of times. So. So he can win you a week, he can he can also lose you a week. So you kind of have to take the risk risk reward there. I think if you're gonna go kind of two running backs and then grab a, a safer receiver like maybe Chris Gawa, maybe yeah. you can even get DJ Moore with Cooper. If you're able to get Cooper as your wide receiver too, that's where I would be very willing to take him as well. Cause having like pairing him with a guy like like even Thielen too, a guy like that, if you're gonna able to get both of them together, that's a guy where I'd be like, Wow, if he's really good, I have two top or top ten and a top five wide receiver, and they they can be Really good on, on a given week, so I I'm not quite as yeah. Out I,
0: I, I kind of agree with that. If you can get like a really consistent guy and then have Cooper, I think that works. But if you're counting on Cooper to be your clear cut number one guy, which it seems like based on his draft position, that's what people are expecting out of him. Yeah. No thanks. I'm I'm good. But even if you get even if you get like yeah, Michael I, Thomas or Adams with your first so like your first round pick, and then you take Cooper in like the third or fourth round, I mean that's that's pretty that's pretty that's
1: a smart right that would be a smart yeah. If you're able to get. Say you draft MT with like the fifth pick in the first round, then you go running back, running back, and you're able to get Cooper as a wide receiver two. Yeah. I am. That is a that would be a top one in the league for sure. I I would very much like to have Cooper as my wide receiver two in that situation. But I'm going to get into a guy that I'm I'm worried about him. I don't know what it is. I just there's no rosy feeling with him. They spread the ball out a lot, and this is a guy that has been a fantasy superstar at the wide receiver position. This is one of my favorite players in the league. I hate that I'm doing this. I'm going with DeAndre Hopkins it. here. And I think you were kind of uh, expecting it after I alluded to it. But I'm kind of just – i it's not him as a talented player. He's going to be really good for fantasy this year. There's no argument. I guarantee you he will be a top-ten receiver if he stays healthy. But the problem is, is his draft price. He's going at the one, 112 right now, and he's a fourth wide receiver off the board. At that price, I am totally out of him. I would take probably 14 running backs before i take him in the first – like Kenyon Drake. I, I'd take Josh Jacobs. I'd even probably go after Nick Chubb. I take him because I want to lock up that position and this is a just a, a thing of him he's changing teams I know Kyler's is a very good quarterback but they spread the ball a ton there and there's gonna be a lot of different feed. Larry Fitzgerald still there Christian Kirk is no slouch and Hopkins is gonna have his games where he has really nice performances. he's still gonna have probably 1200 yards which is nothing to squawk at but if what if Kyler Murray's touchdown rate doesn't go up what if he's what if he doesn't improve like he did last year I think there's still some risk in that as much as I love Kyler Murray I'm a little bit worried about like what if we're drafting him way too high and he's still, he has a, s- a sophomore slump and he's just not good? And you're, t- that means Hopkins is going to be really bad. And I think you're like, I'm not taking Cooper over him, but at the same time, Dak is a little more proven. We know Dak is going to be really good this year. We're not sure about Kyler Murray yet, I guess, if that makes sense. Like he's set up for success, but Baker Mayfield yeah. was last year. Remember when we drafted him in the top five? I do too. Remember when OBJ was a top five receiver? I do too. That's kind of exactly what I'm going off of. It's basically the, uh, as much as I, Kyler and DeAndre are both better than him, and I don't think the regression is going to be as much. I think Hopkins is going to be more of a mid-to-low-end wide receiver one. If you're taking that in the first round, I'm I'm not doing that. I, I'd much rather have one of those good running backs, and there's some receivers at that range, like Julio Jones going basically at the same spot. I'm definitely taking him over him. I think I'd rather have Chris Goblin and Tyree Kill as well.
0: That's, that's hilarious, though, that you mentioned the Baker-Mayfield-Odell comparison because I was going to make that exact same point because it's very similar as – Right. Um, I remember I think Odell was getting drafted in this round last year. and He
1: was literally back. He got drafted, I, th- I believe, with the 202 yeah. in my draft, which is high, easily Hopkins going and right. And now you can get there.
0: a guy like Odell way later in the draft. I, mean, I, I just go back to, I know I just keep saying this over and over again, but wide receiver is such a deep position. And Hopkins, I think people are, as I've heard this take a lot, is that with Deshaun Watson. It's like, oh, Deshaun Watson's not going to be as good this year because he doesn't have Hopkins. I mean, I you could make the same argument for Hopkins, and I feel like no one's me- no one's making that. Of course, Hopkins is a yeah. wide receiver, one really good, really good receiver. But um, there's there's this is of course a you know a completely unprecedented offseason, no training camps, no OTAs, um, and he's going to be kind of thrown in this position where there's like um, a new completely new offense he's got to learn. A way more mouse to feed than there was for him in Houston. And I think he's still going to be a really good football player, but kind of like with Russell Wilson, I think that might not translate to fantasy just because of um, the, the, new, the new situation and just everything. It seems like there's a lot of ifs with him. And I don't really want to have that with a, a clear cut wide receiver one like he's right. been in the past few years. So um, if he falls to like late round two, early round three, definitely take him. That's yeah. where I'm definitely taking him. There, a lot of 100%. people are still selecting him mid-first round to early-second round, and that's that, that's just way too a price range, high of a price me. No, too rich yeah. for me. And I think, like you said, you should get a running back or you should get one of these other kind of good receivers that don't have as many question marks as Hopkins does. And a lot of people are just kind of ignoring those question marks, I feel like, for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, and Hopkins obviously is one of the best receivers in the NFL. I think he might be this. He there's a very good argument that he's the best receiver in the league, and he's played with bad quarterbacks before. So this is kind of the argument that people are going to be in on him this year because he's had well, – he's had Brock Osweiler throwing a pass before, and he was still pretty solid. And uh, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of uh, – but I'm just kind of worried that he's going to – he's going to regress a little bit. I think Kyler's going to – they're going to have their games where they have big-time connections. But they're also going to have games where they're not on the same page, especially with the uh, – the abbreviated offseason, kind of like Drew was saying over there. For those reasons, I think I'm going to be more out on him. But if he does, for some reason, fall all the way to the back of the second, early third, he would be on my draft list because if he was at that price, I'm not waiting. This is a guy that's too talented that long because he could easily still finish as the wide receiver one. If everything went right, he could literally finish as the wide receiver one. I'm not a wide receiver one, just the best receiver in the NFL. He could be that.
0: I'm- I mean, I, to, I'm to. i going to say two points real quick. So the first one, um, I would be shocked. I know I said this before, but I'd be shocked if he is still available after like late first, early second, which I, I'd be super too, surprised 100%. because of how big a name he is. Um, but also I know I mentioned how like the sophomore slump that really kind of hurt Baker Mayfield last year. And subsequently also hurt Odell Beckham jr. And even Jarvis Landry to a lesser extent um, there at the same time, like guys like Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes, in their sophomore year, they were freaking MVPs. So I'm not sure. A lot of people yeah. don't like expect Kyler to be that guy as well, um, but I think more realistically, he's probably not going to be as bad as Baker was last year. But he's probably not going to be as as good as Lamar. As good as and and that kind of levels um, Hopkins. I think as a is a decent wide receiver one, but I don't think he's he's worth that high draft price um, that he's currently going, which is ADP 13, which is a little bit a little bit high for me, especially with all the, the surrounding question marks around him
1: yeah um i'm I'm glad we're in agreement there because i for our for our listeners i would like just just try to avoid him man there's a lot of different guys you could take at that range where you're gonna yeah. be a lot happier with and hopkins just it's not one of them for me but if he does fall, which he probably won't i would think yeah,
0: for sure um but with that uh chris do you have anything else to add um about your 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 10 guys? No, just
1: amp me up more for the season. I'm getting more and more. So I'm really hoping we have a season this year because I am pumped for my fantasy draft. I'm pumped to watch football and just, I, I can't wait to see if we're right or we're wrong on some of these. I'm sure we'll, we'll have both or we're both crazy or we're both yeah, spot on. But
0: hope, hopefully there is a season. Uh, this is kind of like, like you mentioned at the top, this is like our first fantasy episode. I know we're eventually going to do a couple mock drafts, probably some more fantasy ranking episodes. So those are going to be a lot of fun. Definitely look out, look out for those. Um, and we also did, like I mentioned earlier as well, we did a 2020 NFL skill positions draft. Um, which is a little bit different than fantasy, but if you haven't checked that out already, definitely check it out. But um, that's all for this episode. Again, we're the Zone Defense Podcast. Um, Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Um, We have a ton of different episodes. As I mentioned, the NFL draft. We did NFL uh, division deep dives for a couple divisions. We also did a few NBA videos. So definitely check those out if you haven't already. Um, But thanks for listening to this episode, and we'll see you next time.
1: Peace.